All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. You know what? We talk about security blankets uh, in this hockey world. My security blanket is when producer Alex said, let's have a good show, guys. That just gets me amped up and fired up. And here we are on the Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take, the 420 edition. For those of you who celebrate, congratulations and uh, a happy 420 to you and yours. Presented by Batano and Skip, Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. Rosie, how are we feeling, buddy? Game two tonight, bud. I should be feeling better. I didn't know it was 420. We should have done a little wake and bake show. That would have been interesting. <laughs> Imagine us doing a show just tuned up. That would be, awesome. be crazier than I'm it already good though, is. Buddy. My negativity is behind me. I said what I needed to say. And just like those players in the room, we have moved on and we are ready and excited for tonight. It needs to be a big one. I can't believe how many people are still talking about officiating. I go on my timeline. I wake up. I'm on Twitter. Apparently, I'm, I'm supposed to lose my verification today. I wake up. I still have the blue check mark for some reason, but that's beside the point. People are still bitching and complaining, and they're writing about who the refs are for tonight's game. We're losing sight of the gonorrhea we saw in the first period in game one, dude. Like I, I just can't get over this. I know it's so easy to, to pin everything on the officiating, but how about play better, Rosie? The Leafs had the drip game one. Yeah, they, they definitely <laughs> need to come out of the gate blazing. And I mean, they've got, I don't care what the lineup is. I don't care where Kerfoot is. Blah, blah, and what about this? It's just the things that we can do while we're waiting for the game that really doesn't matter. That team needs to come out and they need to do 
what they do, which is take control of games, throw the kitchen sink, not give a shit who they're playing or what they're doing and play their game and empty the tanks right all over that team. And they have proven over many, many, many games that they can be dominant and effective while doing that. They did not do that game one. They sat back on their heels and watched and and looked around at each other and jittered and stick to the outside. And hopefully I score this goal from the top of the circles because it's all I have gotten all period long. It's just, it was no good. And you can't play like that. And they have continually proven in the playoffs, if you're going to play well and win games and beat teams, you have to take control. It's exactly what they have to do tonight. To quote a wise man, somebody fucking do something. With that in mind, remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review. We need that on a t-shirt one day, by the way. Uh, but wherever you're checking us out, at the Leafs Nation 401, if you're watching this right now and are new to the channel, please subscribe at the Leafs Nation 401. Just tap that subscribe button, hit the like button as well. Additionally, we're available wherever you can find your podcasts. Also, don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. If you have thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, we also do have a segment designed for you coming up in about 20 from now. So make sure to jot everything down. Uh, tell us how you feel about game two coming up tonight between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Also coming up in a few minutes, Mike Kelly from NHL Network and SportLogic to break down what he's seen so far, plus look ahead to game two. But for now, let's get over the boards. All right, we'll start with the three-game suspension to Michael Bunting. After that, we'll get into the lineup news and notes. Uh, first and foremost, what did you make? Did they, uh, did they give him enough here? Oh, they certainly gave him enough. I mean, it's... I was thinking it would be two. Um, yeah. I think they just did... <clears throat> they did three. <laughs> I mean, it is what it, it is. It, yeah. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't know what they're going to do. And bottom line is, in the NHL, you unnecessarily target a guy's head that has nothing to do with a hockey play. I mean, if that guy's coming down the boards and bunting hits him and catches his head, maybe it's a one-gamer, but it was... It was just unnecessary, and it was, I don't know, it wasn't that freaking dangerous. But you just, you just can't whack a guy's head like that, and you're going to pay, and his reputation probably preceded him while looking at, you know, what the what the repercussions of that play were going to be, and that's just what the position he's put himself in. So, I don't know, you don't have him for three games, and you accept that. There's nothing else you can do. I cannot imagine they're going to appeal it. No, I guess for me, it's the standard, right? Like what is or what isn't? If you want to multiply the playoff game suspensions by two, is that worthy of a six-game suspy in the regular season? I'm not sure no. about that. Um, I felt they'd probably go with two games. Never in my head did they think about two-plus, yet here we are, a three-game suspension. And and Bunting's not eligible to return, by the way, until game five. But I think you're so bang on. The reputation, uh, whether it's uh, you know something that should be taken into account or not, the reputation. Rosie, this has been brewing all season long, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. He just, I mean, it just comes down to you can play however you want. You just like look at the other guys that want to play that style of Brad Marchand or, uh, you know, we talked about Corey Perry yesterday. They, they can play on that edge and be the agitator and they still have the respect of the officials. But when you're constantly like how many times is he pulling his mouth guard out of his mouth and just screaming at the refs f this and f that you can tell and what the f is this? and just screaming at the refs like you will buy yourself nothing out of that and i mean he was told was he not whether this year or last just stop yelling at the refs quit diving like just stop you're, you're trying to embarrass the refs they hate that 
They hate that. And then you have a target on your back, whether you have the greatest ref in the world, who's the most impartial ref in the world, you still subconsciously as a human have a target on your back when you get screamed at as a referee by a guy constantly trying to embarrass you by diving and then screaming in your face you're just gonna have that subconscious target on your back no matter what and i think it uh finally caught up to him here today sadly it was well deserved as well i hate to say that but i think the least players are saying the right thing sheldon keefe as well nobody really wants to talk about it by the way bunting won't be made available to the media until his suspension is done uh in anticipation of game five but it is what it is at this point i do think it is well deserved Game two tonight, Rosie. I, I think you're so bang on with your assessment off the top of the show. Park it. it you know, you, you move forward. I know the market's been dwelling on this for the past 48 hours or so, but it sounds like Matthew Nyes will be in for Michael Bunting. Was that the right move? 100%. Yeah, he should have been in game one, in my opinion. Um, I think he would have, you know, he's not going to be a difference maker, but I think he would have been nice to have a guy that, you know, doesn't get caught up in, in you know, the woes of the Leafs playoff whatever it is that that is just a kid that's Demons. not really involved in it and it's just going to go empty the tank out there and you know maybe have a couple of shifts down low where you're cycling the puck making maybe you you know keep the puck strip victor headman of the puck and you know you get that little little juice little momentum shift and he can kind of do it all he can work hard he can be a power forward he can get it low he can set up plays and he can finish plays and um, I just think that he's he's got value and he needs to be in this lineup just because he's available to us. He's I really believe he's that good and I know he's young, but there's it it, it showed there in game one. Look at go through the lineup and look at the Kerfoots and the Czars and like, are you telling me Matthew Nyes can't play above above what they did out there? It's he he should be in the lineup. I'm glad to see him. Um, I think he will have some kind of an impact. I think absolutely everyone on that roster is going to make that team look like a different team tonight or or they're going to be in some trouble so look for them to have a huge start again we won't get confirmation uh for the lineup or to the lineup until you know the pregame 30 minutes for the game but this is just based off what we saw at practice uh these are the lines you see courtesy luke fox of sportsnet and sportsnet.ca yarn croke matthews marner kerfoot tavares nylander nice o'reilly achari i like the fact that you're spreading the wealth a bit taking nothing away from loading the top six but from a matchup point of view Again, we should note that Victor Hedman is considered a game-time decision. They've already ruled out Mikey Essimont, who played in the third line, as well as Eric Chernak, who's been a pivotal factor and played a big-time role the last couple of seasons for Tampa. So I think spreading the wealth is going to cause chaos, you would think, uh, in theory, matchup-wise for Tampa, no? Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, if they got uh, if they got some of their big pieces out and you can spread your pieces out so that they physically can't get their best guys on the ice when you have power out there i mean that's that's really nice i mean we've talked about o'reilly being in the bottom six and i mean i love him and nice together i think they can get stuff done and then achari can be out there too and i mean they can be defensively responsible they can be an energy line they can score goals i think they could take over a game by just relentlessly getting in the ozone and, and causing havoc especially if headman and and these types are out so it looks good looks nice um I think that, you know, we'll see if Kerfoot can spark something playing with Tavares and, and Nylander. I don't uh, particularly notice him in game one by any stretch, but that goes for most of the roster. So um, obviously Hole didn't get pulled out as we yeah. expected. I just, uh, I don't know, in, in a league like the NHL where it's, uh, it is cutthroat and it is perform or die and it's what have you done for me lately and to have a game like that and, and have a guy like Lilligren sitting there waiting to available to be used and 
and they continue to to play hole and he's probably going to play up around that 18 minutes tonight. It's, uh, it's shocking, but um, you know, again, you got to park that and your opinion on that and, and hopefully that he steps up because hole was good down the stretch, like to finish off the regular yeah. season, he was pretty solid. Um, he wasn't making those mistakes. He wasn't out of position and you know, he didn't play physical or anything, but uh, he was, playing pretty solid defensive defenseman where you almost didn't notice him, which is a good thing because a player like him, if you do notice him, it's probably because he's uh, making major mistakes out there. So hopefully, you know, he has a reset button pressed and he's uh, he's ready to clean it up and, and have a big game here with Gio tonight. And, you know, it's not my favorite six in the back end, but, uh, you know, I'd have Lilligren in there instead, but it's not my team to make that call. And otherwise, I think those guys are ready to hit the reset button. Yeah, to borrow a quote from the uh, lockout I covered a couple of years back, uh, now it's the hill they're willing to die on. Like again, we're 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 past the point where we're trying to break down why Justin Hull is in the lineup, especially after what we saw in Game One. Like he was downright atrocious, and you have Timothy Lilligren, who has been a uh, a bigger piece to this puzzle than many think the last couple of years, and to put him in the press box again suggest they're giving everybody pretty much a mulligan game but you're right you lose game two tonight you are in big time trouble and rest assured there will be some changes for game three yeah it's funny i mean i don't know someone was mad at me at twitter for for riding hall a little bit it oh really like it was like a, a family member or something it really seemed probably. that way like they had they had no leg to stand on but they were just mad that i was doing it so i left it alone because i'm like it's probably his auntie or something like that pissed off that to hear that but um it's kind of funny that like that was the talk of the town after game one you know uh for the most yeah. part as far as lineup decisions in the back end and why the media just doesn't go to sheldon keith like with a game like that i mean just just put out just show the highlights or just show how many goals he was on the ice for and be like what is the is your allegiance just completely on justin hole like is, is there no chance this guy comes out in your mind or are you have you just made your bed with him or is there any way that you get Lilligren in and just i'd just love to hear what keith says because it is so it is so head scratching that he is just absolutely glued to the lineup even though he can have those big step ups but again i digress yeah. uh it is uh it is tonight that we're focused on and we want to go in the positive and and put the throttle down and, and even the series up just like the oilers did I like that, and that's a good point to make. Brought to you by our new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip using the promo code TLN15. That's TLN15. On the Skip the Dishes app, you'll get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Please, this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up game time eats across the GTA and Ontario in the likes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. Did somebody say skip? Nice. I nailed it, Rosie. I nailed it, dude. I've been prepping for 24 hours to hit that post, and I hit it. And thanks so much to our friends over at Skip. As we bring in today's guest from the NHL Network and Sport Logic, it is uh, Mike Kelly. What's happening, Mike? How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Well, we're uh, we're still we're picking up the pieces. We're doing well. We're picking up the pieces from uh, from game one. I guess we can start there, Mike. What went through your head as you watched that game unfold the other night? Um, that Toronto is living up to its reputation, and so is Tampa Bay. Um, that's kind of what it was, right? Like I, this is this is the first time in six years I've picked Toronto to win their first round series. I, I haven't loved the way they've filled out their roster for the playoffs in years past, and 
Um, I thought there was enough separation this year. I think there is still uh, between what the Leafs are and, and where Tampa Bay's at. And look, they come out and have a great game too. And even this series, uh, everyone's swung the other way again, right? So it, it's not a huge deal, but I couldn't believe, I shouldn't say I couldn't believe, I was surprised that the Maple Leafs looked as terrified as they did of the moment. And, and they looked nervous and hesitant. Um, and then, you know, I think right off the bat, like Toronto can be guilty sometimes of overthinking things and, and thinking, you know, we're just going to do what we need to do or what we think we need to do and we'll win regardless of what else happens. And I go to that line change, you know, the, the Tavares, Nylander, O'Reilly line starts and then the Matthews line jumps on for five seconds. There's a, a D zone draw. Fourth line comes out for Tampa. So Sheldon Keith goes to his fourth line. You, you, you'd think maybe leave Matthews line on there, let them have a, a favorable matchup, get into the rhythm of the game. Um, and then there's your first goal of the game on an Aston Reese turnover and, and away it goes. So um, that was about as bad as it gets for Toronto in that game for sure. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mike, what do you you see? Like you say, you've never picked them before, and this is a team where the roster, it looks as well-rounded as it has before. And and we know what the Toronto market is. The sky was absolutely falling yesterday, and, you know, tomorrow it could be back on the parade train, obviously. Everything's, you know, amplified in, in that market. But break that game down. Like, how bad was that? There was there was no shining moments top to bottom. And what do you think with a roster that's capable of doing what they did for 82 games? I mean, you can go back to 2013 or this or that and their playoff woes. It's not even the same group of people. What is it about that wearing that sweater and not being able to get it done in the playoffs? Is it the market? Like, how do you have that bad of a game with that good of a team when it matters the most? Well, they're cursed, clearly, right? So you got to overcome that. Um, it, it's uh, there, there has to be something to it. The pressure, the market, the um, the ghosts of years past. Like, you can't ignore that when you watch them come out and play that first period the way they did. It, it has to be a real thing. Uh, it, it, it was a little surprising. Like, I, I didn't expect it, but 
that's what it is. And, and there's got to be a lot of weight there. Like, I, I think Toronto, of all things, are equal. If they started on the road, that would have been way better for them than, than starting at home in this series. Where all the pressure, oddly enough, is not on the team that's won a couple cups and went to a final last year. It's on the team that hasn't won anything um, in almost 20 years. So it, it's a strange dynamic and situation for sure. And... Um, Again, they've got the players capable of doing it. They they came back in the game, they got it close for a second, and then it all went south again. So uh, I know there's there's Leaf fans that are on the refs, and and there were four power play goals for Tampa. Tampa also outscored Toronto at even strength. So it wasn't what decided the game by any means. But um, you know, Michael Bunting's a guy who's a passionate player and, and grew up in the area. Obviously, wearing that sweater means a lot to him. He got a little overexcited and made a bad play. Now he's gone. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens in game two, but, um, I, I just, the thing that would concern me is the things that have hurt this team in the past were all there in game one, just tight sticks, nervous, little chip outlet plays that end up going right back down your throat again, where it's like, you don't always have to make that possession play into the middle of the ice, smack it off the board. Sometimes just get it out. Um, a couple of those. So. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if if what they've learned going into game two. It's funny, Mike, like for the better part of the last month, pretty much since the trade deadline, we've been talking at nauseum how Sheldon Keefe has been jumbling his, his lines up like crazy. Well, here's a chance for that to benefit, right? You lose bunting. Matthew Nice comes in. Looks like he's going to play with Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari on the third line, if you want to call it that. You think spreading the wealth is, is the way to go for the Maple Leafs, specifically against a team like Tampa, uh, knowing some of the injuries that team has right now, too? Yeah, it's a good point. And I think after game one, it's absolutely the right call. Just again, like how much the bottom six won for Tampa against Toronto, especially the, the fourth line for Tampa Bay. Um, you know, when, when that line with Perry on it, who had three points in the game, was up against Toronto's bottom six, it's only a handful of minutes. And they outshot them 5-1 from the slot. They scored a goal. Um, that that was decisive in that game. It, this the The big... Take the power play away where the, all the stars play, but at even strength, the bigs for Tampa Bay wasn't necessarily what decided the game. It, it was down in the lineup as well. So I think you have to have O'Reilly after that game in the three hole so you can balance things out a little bit. And, you know, I heard you guys talking as well about Justin Hall and his struggles. I don't, you know, Luke Shen didn't have a, a great game either. Timothy Lilligren sitting there, like, how do you solve all of that? I think you could do it in one fell swoop, which is to do what Edmonton did last night. Go 11-7. and seven. And, you know, that way you can get Lilligren in, move him around as you see fit in optimal situations, take some minutes away from the other guys who struggled a little bit in game one, and look no further than Edmonton's first goal in the game last night where it's dry settle, double shifting with a couple of guys down in the lineup um, with Derek Ryan scoring the goal. You can do that with Toronto's big guys too and get those favorable matchups. So I like O'Reilly in the three spot. I thought maybe they'd really consider going 11 and seven, which I think would help solve even a few more problems for the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I thought that was an option too. And, and same thing, watching that uh, Oilers game, it was like, wow, look at this. You got those big boys and it just allows them to keep the four lines rolling, but keeping your big big stars out on the ice and giving them more opportunity to do what exactly what Dreisaitl did last night. Um, mm -hmm. Moving on, like between the pipes with Samsonov, I mean, to play as well as he has, I mean, everyone's talking about 
you know, Vasilevsky versus him. And, you know, his numbers were better this year and he's been put in pressure spots and he's, he's been tested. And it's not like it was just a fly by night thing that he, he had a season. He showed that he can play and he's poised and, and he just looked completely out of sorts, albeit he didn't have much help in front of him. What's your level of concern between the pipes here tonight? Um, Hey, a little higher than game one where I really didn't have much at all. Um, his look, his playoff record isn't great. And his regular season, to your point, Jay, it was awesome. Uh, his numbers were right there with Vasilevsky. So we know Vasilevsky dials it up a notch in the playoffs. And I don't think, and, and for me, like it wasn't even about Samsonov having to be better because I don't think the games by and large are going to be even or tilted in Tampa's favor. I think Toronto in most games, as they did at even strength, even though the score didn't show it, um, the, the, the way the game was played, it favored Toronto. They're going to get more chances. They're going to get better looks, uh, certainly at even strength. So he doesn't have to be better. He just has to be better than he was for sure. Um, so I, I look, if even if all things were equal, Matt Murray's healthy, uh, they've got their two top guys ready to go, I'd still go back to Samsonov because I would have that belief in him. Now, if it doesn't go well again, now you're in big trouble because you don't have Matt Murray. Um, and that was something that people talked about at the trade deadline. And I know some some analysts were adamant about, go get another guy because we don't know if we can count on Matt Murray to be healthy. And Samsonov, as good as he's been, hasn't proven it in the playoffs. What happens if one guy, Samsonov, isn't going well enough and you don't have the other guy? And, uh, you know, either they, did, they didn't do it, obviously, and, and with the cap and bringing Nyes in, uh, who knows if they even could have. They're, they're masters of the salary cap, but didn't happen. So... Um, I, I think he'll be better. I, I'm a believer in the guy, but um, he kind of, to me, wore a little bit what the Leafs team did in general, which is they just looked they looked like they weren't up for the size of that moment when the game started. Yeah, they look like a team that the uh, the switch flipped, and it's like, oh, shit, it's a Stanley Cup playoffs. Here we go, and they got all jittery. You got like a billion guys. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right? a story, too. That's Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And the, right, I, I mean, thought the Leafs had a really good opportunity because, you know, somewhat early in the game, Chernak and Hedman are both gone. And I mm-hmm. thought they were thin on defense to begin with. Like, that Leafs Sergachev is like a great defenseman, but they're only one, really. Um, yeah. So there was opportunity. that There'll be opportunity there tonight if, if Hedman can't go especially. I mean, if there's no Hedman and no Chernak and, and they don't come out on top in this game, like – that that would be tough to imagine, and and uh, then you got to win four out of five with with a lot of games left in Tampa Bay. I don't even want to imagine it. Uh, so, Mike, we'll leave it at that. Appreciate your time, man. Keep up the fantastic work, bud. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, anytime. Mike. That is a that's Mike Thanks. Kelly from the NHL Network and Sport Logic. Always brings it. Does great stuff, and we we actually get the uh, feed now in Canada of NHL Network. At least Jackie Redmond show um four to six i think eastern time sort of like a preview to the night's action in the nhl but they do a bang up job you know i do some work as well with the nhl and mike's on this stuff so i'm happy to hear he's finally picked the leafs to win this series i don't feel any different about this series than i did you know 72 hours ago over the weekend before game one i think toronto's going to bounce back i just got that feel tonight rosie yeah, I do too. I think they're going to show their colors and they're going to tie this up. And uh, I still believe that they're going to win this series. And mm-hmm. we'll look back at game one and say, remember that hiccup, you know, because that's exactly what it's it was. A big and, fucking uh, hiccup. Yeah. 
It was a big hiccup, all right. But it, like we said, it doesn't matter if you win, you know, three two in overtime or if you kind of get blown out. And you know, there's a lot of factors going into that loss. Uh, it all started where it's completely on their plate and completely their fault, and they need to take responsibility. I think they have, but they came out with that start and set the table for what came down the barrel. Uh, was it? Um, as devastating as it looks, I don't think so. I think they can turn that ship around tonight, and I expect them to do so. Okay, let's get to the Botano wrap-up presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. And echoing what we just said, we like a response for the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. I think if you're, you're looking to extract some value, it's probably not in the money line. So I would look to the Leafs in regulation. You see on your screen right there, minus 108, courtesy Botano.ca. That's where I would look. I should also mention that last night at the Oilers in regulation, I expect a bounce back. There, there's no other way around the fact that the Leafs were thoroughly embarrassed. It was panic mode in game one. I want to see that team that we've been so accustomed to seeing at bits and pieces throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs and more specifically in the regular season. And on top of that, there's some notable injuries on that back end for Tampa. I don't know if Hedman's going to go, but losing Chernak is, is huge. They don't have that depth they once did. I believe uh, Zach Bogosian, former Toronto Maple Leaf, would spell into the lineup in favor of a guy like Chernak. I don't even know who would replace Hedman. And who knows what that lineup could look like for Tampa. It sounds like Tanner Janot could uh, make his series debut as well. But bottom line, they have to capitalize on this massive, massive opportunity. And Rosie, I think they will. Yeah, they got to play their game and penetrate. And I mean, they're going to, you know, all the more reason to go after them if they're if they're a little bit bleak on the on the back end there. But, um, you know, you're going to have to play your game. You got to focus less on what they're doing and do your thing. It seemed like, you know, when the Leafs get in trouble and they hardly showed it this year, you got to go back to like October when they're struggling and they can't get it done. Um, they're defensively irresponsible. And then on the offense, they just keep it to the perimeter. Um, it's one guy against two all the time. They never come with numbers. They never come with speed. And they hang out on the outside. And, you know, they're taking shots from outside of that box that just isn't going to get it down in the NHL. And, and they need to get away from that, penetrate that net front, come with numbers, come with speed. If you don't have anything, chip it deep with support and just get all over them and try to expose their back end, especially if their numbers are bleak. So I imagine that'll be the game plan tonight. They need to come out to a hot start and just put this goddamn series back on the rails. So TML writes in is Hull in. Uh, to the best of our knowledge, and again, things can change from what we saw at practice, and we don't know much from the morning skates, especially on you know playoff game days, but... They were practicing with Hall in there. Lilligan was not in there. So, yeah, so we're assuming he's in. Uh, Robert Kearns rates in. Nye scores to win the game, man. I, I'm just jacked. We, we liked what we saw from Matthew Nye's in three games, and now the proof will be in the pudding. And the best thing about this is, like, this has been the trump card for all Leafs fans. Matthew Nye's, Matthew Nye's, Matthew Nye's. He needs to play in a playoff game. Well, here you fucking go. Matthew Nice is going to play in a playoff game, and we'll see if this guy's the real deal. I'm not being a, an asshole about it, but it's also one of those things that people wanted this kid to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we're going to get a chance to see him play now. I like it. Yeah, and good. I mean, you got to keep expectations. Yeah. Is he going to be a savior? No, but is he going to be better than the alternative? Mm -hmm. I think he should have been there in front of you know some of those guys on that bottom third line fourth line he should play in front of them and is he gonna beat the world tonight I don't know probably not but is he gonna be effective and is there an upside to having him in the lineup absolutely I agree and the combination in a brief time with Ryan O'Reilly man the factor like if 
If I had to pick one guy who I thought was okay in the first game, it was probably Ryan O'Reilly. He's been there before, scores a goal. But collectively, everybody up and down that roster needs to be better. A lot of hatred again for Justin Hall. Again, we're past that conversation. We've had it so much this season. I'm just fatigued by it. Uh, Frank writes in, Drysaddle was a beast last night. You know, I want to see see a beast. Uh, you know, you know who I want to see be a beast tonight. I should say Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Nylander, Tavares. You know, one of my buddies got pissed because I'm like, oh, look at these guys picking up garbage time points in the third period. I, I I'm not letting the numbers deceive me. I know Marner had three apples in game one. I know Matthews had two assists, but not not even close to good enough for guys who think they're legitimately some of the best players on the planet. And this is collective for the core four and all the big players. Up and down that lineup, Rose, they need it tonight. They need to bring it. I need to see Matthews. I need to see Nylander as well. I thought he was a ghost. Like all these guys who are the, the bread makers for this team, they didn't show up in my opinion in game one. Yeah, and it's almost like they're trying and they're trying too hard. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah. oh my God, it's the playoffs. I got to do X, Y, Z. And it's just, it doesn't happen. You got to let your abilities go and you got to have confidence in yourself. They're good enough players, every single one of them, to make a difference in a playoff game. You just got to get out there, let that happen. And you got to penetrate those tough spots. You got to expose them. You got to have confidence. Fuck, be cocky for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. Do what you need to do to put yourself in a position to expose their team. You are the better team. Austin Matthews, you're the best player on the ice. Go out there with swagger. Be in, just get it done, man. Stop overthinking. Stop gripping your stick and just get it done. Do your thing. Be loose. Go hard. Empty the tank. Do what you do. You have to take control of this game and you're not going to do it by squeezing your stick and doing anything out of the ordinary. Do what you've been doing all season long and together that core four is good enough to put points on that board and solve Vasilevsky. Well, Rosie, this is the uh, last time I guess we'll talk face-to-face -face until Tuesday and that'll be uh, the oh, yeah. aftermath of game four of this series. But you'll be coming back with us uh, tomorrow and Monday was uh, with, I'm sure, two spanking additions of three hits with Rosie. So we'll talk then and Hopefully, it's a 3-1 series lead in favor of the Maple Leafs next time we speak face-to-face. -face. I hope it's a joyous three hits with Rosie with nothing but smiles and sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. That is what I'm looking for, or else it could be a dark, dark segment. But time will tell, man. I'm excited. Yeah, you have to play up to the rule if that's the case. We're all black. You know, deliver the eulogy with passion and pride. And uh, yeah, it's a learning lesson. That was my favorite John Tavares quote of the last 48 hours. I'm tired of fucking learning, man. How many years of learning is this going to be? Like, it's time to put up or shut up. We're at a point where these guys are in the media. They have no clue what to say anymore because they've, they've exercised every cliche possible to say, we're going to be better. We're a different team. Go out there and fucking prove it. And we'll leave it at that, Rosie. Great stuff. That's Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Many thanks to producer uh, Alex. Great job as per usual. Mike Kelly from NHL Network and SportLogic for dropping by, as well as everybody in the chat. You were fantastic. And let's bring it for game two tonight. Don't forget to join me tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Take care. See ya. Happy 420, by the way, Rosie. Tonight's the night! <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.